Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of the Sphere podcast. In today's episode, we've decided to apply evolutionary psychology to the study of political attitudes. Um, when I think of evolutionary psychology, I perceive it as this theory that human beings develop advanced psychological processes tailored to solve social life's persistent adaptive problems. And um, many of these social issues are political in nature and relate to the allocation within and between classes of cost and benefits. So, in that sense, evolutionary psychology suggests that humans are, by nature, political animals. By implication, a straightforward application of evolutionary psychology to the study of public opinion seems to entail that modern individuals find politics intrinsically interesting. Yet, as documented by more than 50 years of research in political science, most people lack knowledge of basic features of the political process and the ability to form consistent political attitudes. Yes, exactly, Suva. Your into politics, politics seems to be right, but I do believe politics is not only a feature of all known human societies, but also of social primates. Oh yeah, 100%. You know there's evidence indicating that political conflict predates the emergence of Homo sapiens and has most likely been a persistent characteristic of our evolutionary lineage for millions of years. Yes, and um, when I was researching, even I found similar evidence that suggests that political challenges of small-scale interactions, social interactions, pose enduring problems for our hunter-gatherer ancestors, and most likely selected for sophisticated psychological mechanisms designed to navigate them. In this sense, Aristotle's famous dictum, man is by nature a political animal, has been vindicated. Yeah, I agree with that for sure, Suha. Um, also, like recently, there's been an increase in the biological informed approach, as it seems to be guiding how psychologists, as well as political scientists, study modern political attitudes and behavior. They have formed like an underlying argument that the existence of evolved political cognition makes opinion formation on uh, modern political issues easy and effortless. Yes, but at the same time, a long line of research in political science has concluded that most people find politics complicated and difficult to understand. In fact, during the 2008 US presidential election, for example, 69% of the American electorate agreed that sometimes Politics and government seem so complicated that a person like me can't really understand what's going on. Oh yeah, that's actually a really good example, Suha. Thank you, but I do think it's vital to answer questions such as why modern mass politics often fails to activate evolved mechanisms for social and political decision making, and the conditions in which these mechanisms are actually in fact triggered. I do agree with that, and from a problem-solving perspective, social life is constituted by a multitude of separate problems, each posing its own set of challenges and requiring, requiring its own set of solutions. So, like, choosing a competent leader in times of war, for example, requires different cognitive processes than choosing a trustworthy, cooperative partner. As demonstrated in the cognitive sciences, distinct problems are best solved by distinct decision rules that take the particularities of the specific problem into account. Yes, exactly. Also, I do think there's a link with natural selection. 
This is because the process of natural selection drive biological design towards greater optimization. This suggests that evolutionary recurring problems of social life have selected for a multitude of narrow decision rules tailored to a particular class or classes of social problems. Yes, um, so some of the social problems that humans evolved to process and solve are directly related to political conflicts. According to the most widely adopted scholarly definition, politics is an overarching term for the set of activities whereby individuals and coalitions seek to influence the recognized allocation of scarce resources within societies. Within this definition, we find that political conflicts are of two kinds. Firstly, political conflicts are conflicts over the power to make political decisions. That is the power to influence who gets what without having to resort to physical aggression. Although political power can be exercised under implicit threats of aggression, Political power in its purest form is when an individual gets other people to do something that they would not do otherwise because they find it in their own interest to act in accordance with personal values. Yeah, I understand. It is like when people have to resort to physical aggression, it signifies the breakdown of political power. Conflicts over political power then are interestingly um, linked to status competitions. Given this understanding of politics, evidence from evolutionary psychology suggests that humans are political animals, like ready to engage and capable of, capable of engaging in conflicts that are political. Oh, also, Sua, um, did you know that evolutionary psychologists have uncovered a suit of cognitive mechanisms designed to evaluate allocations of costs and benefits within and between groups from the perspective of the self? Extensive research has shown that humans have an intuitive sense of what allocations of resources are fair and who deserve to reap benefits from collective enterprises and what should be done with those taking more than their share and so forth. Whereas the first set of findings suggest that humans have evolved cognitive mechanisms for seeking political power and for adaptively following the politically powerful, this second set of findings actually reveals an evolved basis for political judgments or attitudes, like mechanisms for judging a particular allocation as good or bad from the perspective of the self. The existence of these mechanisms are of key importance in understanding how individuals form attitudes on modern political issues. A large range of prominent modern political issues actually have direct parallels to ancestral social life. At their core, modern political issues such as social welfare, race relations and criminal justice reflect evolutionary recurrent problems such as whether to share with needy individuals how to treat outgroups, and how to deter and reconcile with exploiters. Great point about the mechanisms. I agree, because recent research, in fact, suggests that the exact same mechanisms used to make decisions about these broader social problems are active during political attitude formation on modern issues. In this sense, modern individuals seemingly have a toolbox available with a range of cognitive tools for facilitating the formation of political attitudes and the execution of political decisions. So, from this discussion, it seems like if humans are indeed political animals, they should think of modern politics as engaging and easy. 
Surprisingly, however, a great deal of research suggests that this is not the case. Yeah, it sadly does not. A core topic for political science researchers has been political interest, knowledge and sophistication of the public. Questions such as, do people know much about politics? Do they care about politics? Can they make up their minds on political substance? To act politically in modern democratic society, one needs to know the basic operations, the political system, the key institutions and actors, as well as the content of policies. Yet 50 years of research, as I mentioned before, that 50 years of research in political science demonstrates that most people have incredibly limited knowledge about specific policies and are uninformed about political institutions and actors such as parties and elected officials. For example, if we look back to the 1950s, two out of three citizens in the US held a moderate, little or no interest in politics. And in the autumn of 1992, only 59% of Americans knew that the Democrats held the majority of the seats in the House of Representatives, despite the fact that the Democratic Party had held control of the House for more than 40 years. Yeah, exactly. So while humans seem to have an evolved sense of power and leadership, many simply do not pick up the re- relevant facts necessary for understanding who has political power or for striving for that power themselves in the context in the context of modern democratic politics. Whether or not people have their facts straight, they still can hold passionate opinions about modern political issues. But uninformed. Yes, but here the evidence is more mixed. In general, most people find it incredibly difficult to make political decisions. They often only hold weak or no preferences in relation to policy. And if they do hold preferences, these often tend to be internally inconsistent. At the same time, however, it is important to differentiate between different types of issues Um, Political scientists have argued that certain issues are easier to form opinions about and vote on the basis of than others. In a European context, Slotus compared eight different issues and showed that we're asked questions about attitudes on immigration, social welfare and criminal justice elect very few I don't know type responses questions about economic policies and the European Union elicit a much higher rate of I don't know answers. And this clearly suggests that the more modern a political issue is, and the more it carries recognisable similarities to these basic adaptive problems, the easier it is for people to form almost instinctive opinions. Um, So some issues such as macroeconomic policies and intergovernmental regulation emerge exclusively in the context of modern society and humans have few, if any, evolved cognitive mechanisms for processing such issues. But it is vital to keep in mind that individuals are ambivalent and have contradictory considerations even on hot button political issues that tap into an evolved cognitive mechanisms. How can the conclusion that humans evolved as political animals be reconciled with these observations of political ignorance? Well, according to the mismatch hypothesis, many seemingly irrational behaviours emerge from differences between modern and ancestral environments that cause cognitive mechanisms to misfire. This, we can argue, is exactly the case in relation to mass politics. 
Whilst many mass political issues resemble evolutionary recurrent adaptive problems, there are at the same time a range of differences between now and then that cause mismatches between the available cognitive mechanisms and the cognitive demands now needed to form political attitudes. So, for example, complicated formalized procedural uh, rules for decision-making in Parliament are cultural artifacts that might not fit the input conditions of any involved cognitive mechanism. Such mismatches could explain both general lack of knowledge about modern de democratic institutions and the difficulties in forming opinions on a range of hard political issues. The second type of mismatch and contrast is about contextual differences between the way similar political problems are posed ancestrally and today. This type of mismatch, we argue, causes modern people to have difficulties in forming opinions, even on those issues that otherwise fit this concept of evolved cognitive mechanisms. Um, so essentially, the mind of a political animal then is a collection of mechanisms designed to navigate social life by extracting myriads of cues and information about ecological and social conting contingencies. Ultimately, the problems confronting people are not whether a specific criminal should be punished or whether a specific welfare recipient should be helped or whether a specific immigrant should be allowed entry. Rather, the key issues are how to treat all criminals, all welfare recipients and all immigrants. So, for example, studies using fMRI have shown how activity in brain regions related to emotional processing are down-regulated when vivid personal cues are unavailable. And outside the laboratory, research on group efficiency has shown that social and emotional coordination in groups is inhibited when groups do not interact face-to-face. So to summarize, in order for social cognition to produce clear political inferences, even on issues that resemble ancestral social problems, modern individuals need to compensate for a lack of direct, intimate and vivid social cues in mass politics. Yes, exactly. Basically, humans are political animals in that sense that during normal development, they build a suit of sophisticated psychological mechanisms designed to first strategically seek and recognize political power, and second, form and evaluate decisions about the allocations of cost and benefits with and between groups like we discussed. Yes, the problem seems to be that these mechanisms evolve to navigate, carry similarities to modern political issues such as democratic elections, social welfare, race relations and redistribution, and hence seem readily utilizable for political choice on modern issues. Yet, as we have reviewed here, political science has produced ample evidence that people find it inherently, um, inherently difficult to form political opinions and they lack substantive political knowledge. We have argued that researchers need to focus on the lack of information in modern mass politics that fits evolved political cognition. Such a perspective is able to integrate the likely existence of an evolved political psychology for decision making with the findings from political science on the political ignorance of many individuals. Exactly, Suha. It seems that we have reached a good consensus. So thank you so much for everyone um, that's listening. And we're so grateful for all 800 people that have listened so far. Yes, um, we really are. And please do take the time to share this with any of your IB friends who are struggling with politics or psychology IAs. Um, thank you so much and see you next week. Thanks.
Thank you.